Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Chanel's Language Learning Journey podcast on Anchor.fm with your host, Chanel Patrice Hancock. I just want to say it's Wednesday, December 12, 2018. It's after 8 in the morning, Eastern Standard Time here in Akron, Ohio, where it's cold. There's a little bit of snow on the ground. And I hate the winter. (laughs) I'm someone that loves sunshine and a little bit of rain. I would rather deal with that than deal with snow and coldness. But I do want to thank my sponsors for today's episode. Flipboard from Flipboard.com. Your next stop to... Accessing articles from around the world, from the New York Times to the Washington Post to the Moscow Times, Manovsky, The Guardian. Whether your topic of reading is fashion, sports, politics, business, you can go there and create a slew of different topics to follow every day and you don't have to go to different apps in order to access the same information that you can access at flipboard.com you can get the app on all of the sites where you can download apps from the app store from apple itunes Google Play Store for your Android phone and customize the app for your reading pleasure and information pleasure. And that's something that not too many people can do. I've been using Flipboard for a while now and I really enjoy it. And you can even have them send you notifications as well. So I would take a look at Flipboard.com and tell me what you think about it. I would love to hear that in the comments on anchor.fm slash Chanel Patrice Hancock. Chanel's Language Learning Journey Podcast. That would be great if you can send me a message letting me know what you thought of it. Now, I want to say thank you to Flipboard for sponsoring episode 41 of the podcast today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Now, let's get into today's topic, shall we? Today's topic is about how I learned Russian. Well, as you know, that is one of my favorite languages of all time, next to French and Italian. And I've been wanting to learn it for quite some time. I've been learning Russian independently for 45 months now. Another three months from now, it'll be four years This is the longest time I've ever learned any language in my entire life, aside from my native tongue of English. I started out not knowing where to go, what materials I needed, because I'm visually impaired. I only could see three feet in front of me, and distance-wise, I could see everything around me clearly. I just can't read print anymore. So... That's fine. I mostly use audio methods and I use my Braille Edge 40 display 
where I can read the print from my display that's on the computer or my tablet or my phone in 17 different languages ranging from Arabic all the way to Turkish, Polish, Brazilian Portuguese, Cantonese, Chinese, Japanese, Swedish, Spanish, Norwegian, French, Italian, German, Spanish, Dutch, Danish. So I'm quite the eclectic Braille reader. And that doesn't mean that I know all the Braille codes and that I can read in all these languages, but my device can support all these Braille codes as long as they're written in that particular language. So it will have to be written in Russian in order for me to be able to read it on my display. And that's what's so interesting is that if it's in an HTML format or a rich text format or TXT, uh, my um, display can read it. If it's an ebook, it can read it. If it's in PDF, it cannot read it um, because the software is not um, accessible with PDF. And so, um, you know, this is how I, I access information as someone that's visually impaired and a podcaster and a polyglot and a teacher of English as a foreign language slash conversational tutor who focuses on listening, comprehension, pronunciation, and speaking uh, with her students. And I, I do have to say that that is something that I aim for as a language learner myself um, to speak, you know, I mean, writing's great, but I want to be able to verbally communicate with people. And so it was difficult for me to find enough audio material in Russian. I had to go on the um, iTunes app and find apps that were accessible with voiceover. For my Apple products, which is the screen reader I use in order to be able to have the information read to me on the screen in whatever language I want. Then, to make matters worse, you only can purchase items through the app. You can't take them outside the app. So, that was a little bit daunting. But I did find free resources. The internet was a treasure trove of resources that I could use in order to be able to listen to literature from Russia, whether it was Tolstoy, Dostoevsky, Pushkin, Chekhov. Yet, I wanted to know other authors other than the famous authors that you and I both are accustomed to reading in English or any other language. So my whole goal was to be able to speak from day one. You know, I had read Benny Lewis's Fluent in Three Months and then I read the book My Polyglot and story and it was eye-opening to some extent. The only thing that Fluent in Three Months did for me was 
encouraged me to speak. That's it. I mean, I the rest of it I was doing already. So it wasn't like I was being told something that um, I didn't already know before. Um, I've only read it once. And that's all I really needed at the time. Um, I was going on my fourth language because I spoke English fluently because that was my first language. I learned American Sign Language to fluency when I was a kid, but due to the fact that I wasn't around a lot of deaf people anymore, um, you know, I forgot a lot of it. And then I learned my first foreign language in college at Cuyahoga Community College in Cleveland, Ohio, 17 years ago, and that was Spanish, and it was for a degree requirement. I really didn't want to learn it. I fought it tooth and nail. I got all B's in all the courses that they had at the time. They wanted me to go to Mexico or to Cuba to study Spanish, but I I didn't have the funds to go, so I never went. Yet, in the same token, it was something that wasn't um, a motivational jumper for me. I enjoyed the cultural elements of Spanish, the dancing, the food, the people, the music. But I didn't like speaking it. Plus, I didn't. The internet wasn't jumping back then. It was still in its infancy. And so I, I had difficulties. You know, I had to stay for hours with tutors and have them read me the book. And we'd go over the stuff in the workbook. And I would do all the assignments in the workbook orally because I was an auditory learner. So that's how I learned Spanish was by ear. And, I mean, I just kept listening to music. Um, I didn't live in a Spanish-speaking community, so I wasn't able to have contact with people on a consistent basis. And so, um, it was quite um, a difficult road, especially when I tried to speak it, and I would get negative reactions from people in the Spanish-speaking community. I lived in California for three years, tried to speak it there because they had a whole bunch of Mexicans living there. And I still was getting negative responses. And I, it demotivated me to even want to speak it. So I just stopped speaking it all together. And when 2014 came around, after I got my guide dog, Bono, I decided to take two conversational Spanish courses through the Hadley School for the Blind and Visually Impaired in Illinois using Braille and audio. And I was able to get through both courses in nine weeks and my uh, instructor said she had never had anyone get through the courses that I did in such a short amount of time and so therefore um, I should continue going on and learning languages because I knew what I was doing and I wound up getting an 89 in both courses and I just went on March 15th of 2015 and went to the app store and found Mark Thompson's Russian Made Easy, and I started using that, and that took a week for me to go through, and then I just caught the bug, uh, the language learning bug, and I kept going, and I started using Pimsleur from the library, and I started using Michelle Thomas, because I bought the whole course, and I just started speaking every single day, and using Memorize, and listening to stuff on YouTube, and it was difficult for me to find material that was authentic. I mean, Ollie Richards was just coming out with his podcast at the time and hadn't created that much in regards to language learning courses. So, 
um, you know, it was just very hard to find material. And But I want to thank the Russian community worldwide for coming out and embracing me into your community and your environment because I really do love Russian people, Russian culture, politics, food, literature, movies. My favorite director is Andrei Zajensev of Leviathan, Alina, and Loveless fame. And I watch his movies constantly, even though he only has five movies, The Return and Banishment as well, uh, which I've seen. And I have to be honest, you know, I, I haven't really listened to a lot of music, but I've listened to a lot of movies. Um, I spent a whole year doing nothing but speaking. And then I spent a whole year doing nothing but listening to Russian politics, Russian TV, Russian movies all day long. And that helped me tremendously with my listening comprehension. And, and now I can understand podcasts in Russian, high frequency level books. I finally was able to crack the understanding code of learning um, Binary Mir, um, War and Peace by Tolstoy in audio format in Russian. I was so happy. I didn't know what to do. I started jumping up and down crying. Um, you know, I would start out by doing about 150 to 200 words a day in Russian using um, the Memories app. I started with the beginning and then I got all the way to year seven. And then after doing that, you know, I... I started joining Facebook groups. I started having conversations with people, and I still do. Um, you know, and that's hard because I started out with Speaky.com and Hello Talk, and it was okay, but it wasn't all that for me, anyway. Um, I would never knock it for anybody else because everyone's different. Yet, I will say, um, you know, Facebook, Instant Messenger, WhatsApp, and Skype have been very beneficial for me. In regards to meeting people from around the world and especially in Eastern Europe, Asia, the Middle East, Australia, New Zealand, Canada. Um, you know, the Russian people have come out in full force to embrace me um, with my language learning and I really appreciate that along with everybody else from around the world that's embraced me. You know, I'm 41 years old, I'm visually impaired, I'm African American single, no children, and I have my guide dog, Bono. And, you know, I teach English as a foreign language. I'm a community tutor, um, helping with, you know, speaking the language of English in a confident and stress-free way, in a fun way. Because I believe when you're learning a language, it has to be fun, or else what's the point of learning it? Um, you want to be able to speak it. You know, okay, so you're not 100% native fluent. You don't have to be. You know, I mean, there are native speakers of English that don't know every word in the English language. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the end of the world because of it. It's not. I mean, I'm not the greatest writer in Russian, and that's the truth. I use a Siri dictation feature a lot to dictate my posts, and sometimes they come out wrong. You know, and... You know, it's a work in progress. <laughs> and, you know, I am able to speak with people. Yes, you have people where they have difference of opinion when it comes down to my level. But I know that I'm speaking at a B2 level. 
you know, I'm about to take my oral proficiency test in Russian soon. And I'm really happy about it. You know, because it will show what hard work it took for me to be able to get to the point where I can take an oral um, proficiency exam in, in a language that's not my mother tongue. I live and breathe and eat Russian. I mean, I've learned to make blini and borscht and Olivier salad. And, you know, I have friendships that I will treasure for the rest of my life. I've had invitations to to be invited to, to come to Russia to visit my friends. And, you know, that's just something that you cannot um, replace when it comes to learning a language. Those connections, those relationships that you establish with people. That's something that's that's life-affirming. And for me, that's what makes me want to be a better speaker of Russian and, you know, a global citizen. I mean, I'm now learning French, Italian, and Turkish. And, you know, I speak a little Dutch and a little bit of Brazilian Portuguese. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, I'm happy. And that's what matters, is that when you are learning a language, it, and if I call it my passion language. It's my first passion language. I've always wanted to learn Russian. I always wanted to learn French and Italian. I fell in love with Egyptian, Arabic, Japanese, and Turkish by accident. Hey, that's fine. So I speak a variety of different languages to different degrees of proficiency. Okay, I can live with that. But, you know, I'm not perfect. I have, um, you know, difficulties. You know, a lot of it's finding the right materials. So once Ollie Richards came out with his short stories in Italian, French, and Russian, I got the audio um, books for them, and I, I started listening, and, and my comprehension's grown tremendously because of it. Um, and I also, you know, can't wait to do one of his uncovered courses, either Italian or Egyptian Arabic next year. You know, so I mean, honestly, it's worth it. Um... Being in love with a language is like an affair you can never divorce from. It's just something that's ingrained in you. And I feel like a different person when I'm speaking Russian anyway. And that means something to me. You know, I I, I use TuneIn Radio to listen to Russian news and Russian music and, you know... I use Memorize to, you know, improve my Russian vocabulary. And I go back to some of the courses I used before. And I found things for free. You know, because I look at it like I don't have a ton of money. I'm on a fixed income. You know, I am starting to make some money working as a, a, a conversational tutor right now. But, you know... I don't have to spend tons of money in order to have every course on the planet to learn a language. Um, you know, and I'm more of an auditory person anyway, or an ebook person, so I can read the ebook on my Braille display, my Braille Edge 40 display, which, when the material's written in one of 17 different languages, 
I could read it in that particular language in Braille as long as it's written in that language. It cannot be in English. Um, but I mean, you know, I can read Unified English Braille and that means something to me, you know, that I, my literacy skills can increase inside of learning a language, even though my method's a lot different than the average person because I use comprehensible input and I use, um, you know, Braille and speaking from day one, that's important. And I'm confident. I mean, I wasn't confident when I was learning Spanish because I had a whole bunch of negative forces right in front of me, deterring me from, from moving forward, you know, because they, they thought that my Spanish speaking was poor and you know, I never once criticized them about their English speaking, and I would never do that. But I have seen where people assume that you're supposed to know their language like you know your own. And that's not the case because there's a lot of people that are monolingual and they don't speak English and their English is not the greatest. And I will still not criticize them because they're learning. It's a process. And as a teacher and a tutor, I would always want to encourage my students to do the best that they can. Whether you learn five words, 15 words, or 1,500 words, you are doing the best you know how to do in regards to learning the language that you want to learn or languages that you want to learn. Um, I will say that in general, finding material was difficult. That was my big thing. A lot of my polyglot friends didn't understand why until I said, look, you guys can read print. I can no longer read print. So you guys can, can do things on PDF files. I can't access PDF files because my screen reader on my computer or my phone or tablet cannot read a PDF file. All it sees is a blank screen. So they started to understand. But I had to educate them like they were educating me because I didn't know a lot about language acquisition and, you know, I didn't know the word for comprehensible input and I didn't know who Stephen Krashen was <laughs> until recently, you know. So I've learned a lot since then. And, you know, I want to thank everybody in the polyglot community for taking me in, um, you know, the language orphan that could um, because, you know, I'm on a journey, and this is why I created my podcast for, was to help people improve their English um, listening and comprehension skills. You know, when you hear spoken English as it's being spoken on a daily basis, um, that helps you tremendously. And I know when I'm listening to Russian, French, or Italian, it helps me tremendously. You know, I mean, the words will come out eventually. The more you listen, the more exposure you get, and that's important. You need that exposure, and because Ollie Richards has created materials at the intermediate level that people can access and buy from him, um, there is, um, you know, material out there that you can now enjoy in a variety of different languages. You wouldn't have been able to do that a couple years ago because nobody was creating material like that. You know, you either had advanced or you had very beginner basic courses that you were um, exposed to. 
you know, so I have to say, yes, buying apps from the app store and buying the books from that app because you can't access the material any other way. Yes, that was hell. I have to say that. Um, it was it was very difficult. It was very frustrating. You know, people have gone as far as to help me find um, e-books in certain languages because of the fact that I didn't have the resources here in the States. And, you know, people had this idea that because I lived in the States, I had access to every book there was and every not true you know you have access to books in certain languages like spanish or german or french you know or chinese japanese korean maybe but you you're not portuguese maybe but but you're not going to have it in russian or in arabic or vietnamese or you know tagalog for instance hungarian none of these types of languages so you have to go outside of the U.S. go to a website that's in that language. Now, mind you, at the time, my vocabulary was not that great, and my reading comprehension wasn't that strong either, so it was very difficult for me to navigate. I mean, I spent time calling places all over the world to get information, and it wasn't until, like, last year when they started putting the Harry Potter books out in Russian ebook, you know, and I mean, people had to do file sharing with me and get me audio because I didn't have access to any of that. And that was a very big problem for me um, at that time. And until this day, I still have to network with people in order to find information that I'm looking for, whether it's Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, or whatever it is I'm looking for, because I don't have access to this type of information. And that is a big problem that some people that are visually impaired go through especially when their technology skills are not 100% like some other people in the blindness community that you know take to technology like a duck to water you know I take to languages and movies and fashion and theater and literature and history and politics like a duck to water but when it comes down to science and math and technology not so much. My brain doesn't work in the same way. And so, um, you know, I can read Braille. I can write in Braille. Um, English Braille, Spanish Braille. Um, I haven't written in any of the other languages that I know yet because I haven't learned those those Braille codes as of yet. I do plan on doing that eventually. But my main goal is to be able to speak these languages. And so, you know... I want to say thank you to everybody who has supported me, including the the Russian community, because they were some of the first people that really embraced me into the polyglot community. And I just want to say thank you to you guys for all your support and for everybody around the world. You know, I have over almost 3,500 friends on Facebook. I have 1.4K listeners on Anchor.fm. I hope to to increase it to 3,000 before the end of the year. Um, you know, I I just got another 200 listeners like yesterday. So you know, I want to keep that going. Um, I'm glad that you guys enjoy the podcast. You know, um, I mean, by this time next year, I want to be at like 20,000 listeners, which would be great. Um, 
you know, I'm on episode 41 of the podcast, and I really enjoy creating meaningful content for you guys because it's about you and it's about all of us having this wonderful language learning journey that we're all going on whether it's individually or whether it's collectively you know so thank you so much for listening every episode every week since May 2nd 2018 I really appreciate it um and I have to say my motto is Language learning is a journey, not a race. Enjoy the process. Please subscribe to the podcast on all podcast download um, apps, whether it's Spotify, whether it's AudioCast, Breaker, Radio Public, Google Play Store, iTunes Podcast. Please. Take the time to give me a rating. Take the time to review it because it'll help more people find me. And trust me, I want to be like Ollie Richards where I have millions of people listening to me every week. So, thank you again for listening to today's episode. I hope to see you guys in the next episode. Take care.